Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. Abandonment to Divine Providence by Jean-Pierre de Cossade, S.J., Book 1, Chapter 2, Section 2. By faith, the operation of God is recognized. The more hidden the divine operation beneath an outwardly repulsive appearance, the more visible it is to the eye of faith. The soul, enlightened by faith, judges of things in a very different way to those who, having only the standard of the senses by which to measure them, ignore the inestimable treasure they contain. He who knows that a certain person in disguise is the king behaves towards him very differently to another who, only perceiving an ordinary man, treats him accordingly. In the same way, the soul that recognizes the will of God in every smallest event, and also in those who are most distressing and direful, receives all with an equal joy, pleasure, and respect. It throws open all its doors to receive with honor what others fear and fly from with horror. The outward appearance may be mean and contemptible, but beneath this abject garb the heart discovers and honors the majesty of the king. The deeper the abasement of his entry in such a guise and in secret, the more does the heart become filled with love. I cannot describe what the heart feels when it accepts the divine will in such humble, poor, and mean disguises. Ah, how the sight of God, poor and humble, lodged in a stable, lying on straw, weeping and trembling, pierced the loving heart of Mary. Ask the inhabitants of Bethlehem what they thought of the child. You know what answer they gave and how they would have paid court to him had he been lodged in a palace, surrounded by the state due to princes. Then ask Mary and Joseph, the Magi, and the shepherds. They will tell you what they found in this extreme poverty, how they found an indescribable tenderness there, and an infinite dignity worthy of the majesty of God. Faith is strengthened, increased, and enriched by those things that escape the senses. The less there is to see, the more there is to believe. To adore Jesus on table, to accept the will of God in extraordinary circumstances, does not indicate a life animated by such great faith as to love the will of God in ordinary things and to adore Jesus on the cross. For faith cannot be said to be real, living faith, until it is tried and has triumphed over every effort for its destruction. War with the senses enables faith to obtain a more glorious victory, to consider God equally good in things that are petty and ordinary, as in those that are great and uncommon, is to have a faith that is not ordinary, but great. And extraordinary. To be satisfied with the present moment 
is to delight in and to adore the divine will in all that has to be done and suffered in all that succession of events that fill as they pass each present moment. Those souls that have this disposition adore God with redoubled love and respect in each consecutive humiliating condition. Nothing can hide him from the piercing eye of faith. The louder the senses proclaim that in this or that there is no God, the more firmly do these souls clasp and embrace their bundle of myrrh. Nothing daunts them. Nothing disgusts them. Mary, when the apostles fled, remained steadfast at the foot of the cross. She owned Jesus as her son when he was disfigured with wounds and covered with mud and spittle. The wounds that disfigured him made him only more lovable and adorable in the eyes of this tender mother. The more awful were the blasphemies uttered against him, so much the deeper became her veneration and respect. The life of faith is nothing less than the continued pursuit of God through all that disguises, disfigures, destroys, and, so to say, annihilates him. It is, in very truth, a reproduction of the life of Mary, who, from the stable to the cross, remained unalterably united to that God whom all the world misunderstood, abandoned, and persecuted. In like manner, faithful souls endure a constant succession of trials. God hides beneath veils of darkness and elusive appearances, which make his will difficult to recognize. But in spite of every obstacle, these souls follow him and love him even to the death of the cross. They know that, leaving the darkness, they must run after the light of this divine sun, which, from its rising to its setting, however dark and thick may be the clouds that obscure it, enlightens, warms, and inflames the faithful hearts that bless, praise, and contemplate it during the whole circle of its mysterious course. Pursue then without ceasing, ye faithful souls, this beloved spouse, who with giant strides passes from one extremity of the heavens to the other. If you be content and untiring, nothing will have power to hide him from you. He moves above the smallest blades of grass as above the mighty cedar. The grains of sand are under his feet as well as the huge mountains. Wherever you may turn, there you will find his footprints. And in following them perseveringly, you will find him wherever you may be. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians, dear, to whom God's love commits us here. Ever this day be at our side to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, apostle of Rome, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.
Father de Cossade begins his book on abandonment to divine providence with Mary. He began with her fiat. And here in this chapter, he picks up Mary again. And notice what he says. That the life of faith is a reproduction of the life of Mary. A reproduction of the life of Mary. What does that mean? It means that her faith is the model for all of us. And not just the model, but somehow it's the original. She's the one, she's the first production, first edition, for which we are all a lesser edition. We are all a reproduction, a copy an imitation. But it's somehow her faith that's entering into us. And her faith was a pursuit, a continued pursuit of God. And that's what we're looking for too. We're looking for God. We're looking for God in the midst of everything that disguises him, disfigures him, destroys him as it were. And when sanctity is hard to find in the world, when there aren't saints, God seems to even be farther from the world. See, it's Mary and the saints who show us how God can be pursued. They are the ones who search for God. And as we're beginning Advent, what do we want to ask for? We want to ask for the grace to pursue, to look for God. We want to ask for a desire to pursue him. Now, of course, we can only pursue him because he has pursued us. What has Jesus Christ brought into the world? What are we preparing for at Christmas? We're preparing for the entry of God into our world. Jesus Christ brought God to us. Jesus Christ has made God close to us. And he entered the world through Mary. But Mary did not see anything at that moment. She saw an angel, yes, but she could not see the Son of God in her womb, but she believed it. She could not see his divinity as he hung upon the cross, but she believed it. Faith is of things unseen. And what Dekosad is bringing out here is that Mary was never daunted. Mary was never disgusted. In fact, her faith was so strong that when things seemed the farthest away from God, when the senses, what we see and hear and smell and touch and taste, when that seems to not be telling us about God, when we have no indication by the senses that God is at work, faith recognizes all the more that God is there. And what's the proof of this? Well, Father de Cossard doesn't mention this. 
but we have to mention the Eucharist. Because that is the mystery of faith. And that's the proof of what he's talking about. Because the senses tell us neither that God is there, nor that the humanity of Christ is there. All the senses tell us, from taste and smell and touch, is that it's bread. It's only with our hearing that we heard, this is my body. And yet, under that guise of bread and wine, the whole mystery of our salvation is contained. The Son of God himself and all of the ways in which he has saved us are made present under the hiddenness of that bread and wine. And if in that simple appearance of bread and wine, if under that the mystery of our salvation is contained and represented and hidden, then there's no human situation in which we cannot perceive the hidden hand of God. There's no human being who's so broken or so confused or so revolting that we cannot, by faith, recognize the image of God. We cannot recognize in him someone whom God's own son has died for. We cannot not recognize someone who is capable of glory. So during this Advent, we're trying to search for God wherever he is to be found. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.